Welcome to the game with Glenn Quartermain and Adrian Barrage. Quart is a veteran footy scribe with hands so small he can only carry two pints. And Barra, an Eagles original, Perth Demons diehard and regular face on Channel 7. Hello, Adrian Barrage here from 7 News. He'll tell you about the 1991 grand final, except he got dropped after the prelim. We don't promise any fancy sound effects or bells and whistles. It's just two blokes talking football. Yes, and welcome to the Quarters and Barra podcast. We are brought to you by Tab Touch. Please gamble responsibly. Call Gambler's Help on 1800 858 858 if you have any issues. I am Glenn Quartermain, the Chief Sports Reporter for the West Australian. I'm joined by Adrian Barrich, Channel 7 legend, former <laughs> West Coast Eagles legend, oh. and now president of the Perth Football Club. Barra, a fair bit to get through, but let's start with Ashley Sampy, should yeah. he retrospectively be awarded a Glenn Denning Allen Medal? Well, I think so. Yeah, I think it would be great if, as long as it's a joint thing with Michael Gardner, because uh, Gardner actually has it at his house and he lives in Melbourne now. Actually, I'll tell you a funny story. Ben Cousins was saying that because because it all came out of that game, didn't it? That was played before the Eagles game on Sunday, where yes. they had that father son game and a great house. story by Craig O'Donoghue, by the way. Yeah. Um, and um, and I think it's got some legs now. I think I think it's heading in the direction of Ashley being awarded one. Yeah, I no doubt for the second derby it'll happen, but. Because uh, he, t- he, t- he texts Guardy, he goes, Hey, Guardy, do you know where that medal is, mate? I think they might want it back over here. And he said, You're kidding. They're going to take it off me, are they? Apparently, <laughs> said, He said, Oh, I don't know. You know, winding him up. So I think Gardner has to keep it. Certainly, Sampy's got a few health challenges. So I reckon if he thinks it's important, let's do it. I noticed the umpires gave the three votes to Bren- Ben Cousins, by the way. So in the brown load, three votes went to Ben in that mm. derby. Champion data said Peter Bell was the best player, but most of the judges said Ashley Sampy. And if you don't know the story, it was the Ross Glendinning medal. Ross, I think it was your mate uh, Springer that voted, was the only bloke to vote for uh, Michael Gardner to get the medal. And so Ross said, you know what, I'm ignoring these votes. Um, I think I'll give it to Gardner. And of course he didn't actually, obviously they didn't clarify even though it's named after him, it wasn't his sole decision. But I think it'd be good, don't you think? Sam's be, I, give, I think it'll give Sam's a lift, I can tell you. I absolutely think he would deserve to be handed one retrospectively. It's a pretty funky decision at the time by Roscoe. We're all entitled to a funky decision or two yeah. in our lives. Roscoe's a great man. Oh, great man. And, um, we're it was all, a miscommunication. I've made a few funky decisions in my life, Barry. Okay. Sure yeah, me too. Just some advice for Michael Gardner. If they do come looking for the medal, I'm saying maybe channel a bit of Pulp Fiction and the famous wash scene. I'm saying... <laughs> Put it somewhere where they certainly can't find it, perhaps. Exactly. Now, just you mentioned Ben Cousins before, uh, Barra. Uh, uh, there's a there's a call for Ben now to be elevated to the um, not only the yeah. West Coast Hall of Fame, but the Australian Football Hall of Fame. Now, the, to be elevated or to be eligible, well, he's eligible. Yeah. Um, obviously, he's had a, a, a background, some background issues, Ben, and he's well yeah. on the way to recovery, which is fantastic. Uh, West Coast have to nominate him for him to be um, considered. And I think so you're talking the Australian Football Hall of Fame? I'm talking about the Australian... Yeah, not the, the, not big, the Eagles, yeah, the Eagles Hall of Fame. They're both very yeah. you know, illustrious, but of yeah. course the Australian Football Hall of Fame is the big one. Yeah, and I don't even know who the selector in Western Australia is anymore. It used to be Kometi, and then it became Tanya Armstrong. I remember uh, Ken Armstrong's daughter, who's now at the Dockers, say... Mm. It's not you, is it? There no, must be a me, West mate. Australian now. It's not me. Oh, my, is it Pav? No, Pav does the uh, All-Australian. 
So anyway, so there's no doubt that he's ready to go. We've he's been working with us for 12 months. Obviously, we've we've signed uh, Ben for the next 12 months. Um, he's relaxed about it. He understands the scenario. He's not pushing for it. It was it actually came out of Glenn Jakovic. Again, came out of that game on the weekend, but also from the Eagles Club launch. We're all sitting on the same table, and Jacko was there, and I think he interacted a bit. It was Jacko's fiftieth this week. Glenn Jakovic is fifty. Can you believe that? I can. I'm fifty six, <laughs> mate. I can believe Jacko's staggered. 50. So there was a conversation then. Then Jacko came out and said, told the Herald Sun, you know what, this should happen. And it sort of rolled on from there. Trevor Nisbet yesterday said, oh, look, you know, we'll have to have a look at next year. Clearly, he'll go into the Eagles Hall of Fame next year. This year was like Pritis, Phil Matera, uh, Mark Lacroix. I can't remember the fourth one, actually. But all of them were out on stage and, and all spoke about Ben. Mm. So they all felt a bit sort of, oh, hang on, how did I get in before him? And so I reckon the timing is almost just about perfect. End of this year, both Hall of Fames. He's not pushing for it. But he certainly would get my vote, and I'm as close to him as probably anyone, you know? You are. Um, I saw Trevor Nisbet's quotes today, and um, and good on him, and it's just great to see Ben doing well. It is. And I think I it bet is. his health is the most important he's thing a great, he's a, ahead great, of any awards, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I think it gives people and families hope who are in that situation. A lot of people, most of us have been touched by that scourge, most of us someone in our family or something. So you can see that it, there is a way through. And hopefully he's going to do some work in that down the track as well. Uh, you mentioned Glenn Jakovic turning 50. I'll never forget, I think he was 17 when he made his day. This is what happened in one year for a schoolboy footballer. I think he played, right. he played for as well. Western Australia, yeah. made his AFL debut, and the third one was played State of Origin for Western Australia <laughs> as a 17-year-old. Mate, he was a freak. He's arguably the greatest eagle. I think there's four or five contenders. We won't go into it. We haven't got yeah. time. But obviously Cousins is one of them, Judd, and then Cox, and then but Jack and Peter Matera. I mean, I mean, Jacko is right up there. And you measure greatness not only on what they achieve, but what other players think of them. And certainly, if I think of Jacko, I think of Wayne Carey. Yeah. Wayne Carey hated playing on Glenn Who Jacobich. you beat? Who you beat is looked at heavily. I reckon he more than half that contest. I reckon he was ahead in that contest. I've, told, I've spoken to Duck about that, and he goes, mate, I keep falling in the ego trap of trying to wrestle him, and it was ridiculous. He was a monster. I should have just run him around. I would have killed him. <laughs> now, a couple of other issues we'll just briefly mention. That, um, of course, the per- hardy perennial of the night grand final has come up again. Yeah. So the AFL hasn't um, committed itself to anything yet. I think it's high time for a twelve. I've actually gone one eighty on this. I was once very traditional on this, but I think we need a night, a twilight grand final, not a night grand final, a twilight grand final, yeah. because I think it just lends itself to the aftermatch, the, the evening. Ah, yeah, and um, it's super ideal here. If it's seven forty over there, it's five forty here, so it's brilliant. For Western Australia on a Saturday, so you've gone the 180, not the 360, like Jacko would say. No, I've gone the 360. Oh, no. We've oh, gone back in... to the start, have you? <laughs> we all fall into that trap. Now, for anyone out there, we spoke about the Gabba on Tuesday. Anyone out there who's concerned about an AFL night grand final and the lights going out the MCGs, just let me read you this from Stuart Fox, the MCC chief executive. This is what they've got in place at the MCG. They've got three incoming high voltage electrical feeds, which. Uh, that would, you know, say so three feeds coming in. Now, should there be the unlikely event, as we saw at the Gabba, of a power blockout, blackout to the entire Melbourne CBD, huh. they've got two times 500 kV 
a generators as backup. Ready to go. So I think, uh, and the Crank MCG also spent $11 million replacing 1,200 metal lamps with LED lights. So we saw that one on fire yeah. at the Gabba. Yeah. I reckon if there's a blackout in Melbourne, I reckon we're pretty likely to no. continue play. So. And one of the Gabba look like the Olympic torch maybe for uh, the... <laughs> But you know what? You know what will happen? This is my prediction. And knowing how the AFL operates and Gill's going out, they won't make the complete jump. What'll, I reckon it'll be, be, a, it'll be a twilight game. So 4.40 at the G, 2.40 in Perth. 2.40 in Perth, Saturday afternoon. And it's a How ha- good's that? It always seems too early in Perth. I know, it's mid-day. You're not, you know, you're not really ready and for I it. And I think twilight's where it should be because you end Absolutely, up... Absolutely, because it's 2.40 in Perth. Plus, it appeases, <laughs> it appeases all those people. And as for those people who say, oh, everyone's <laughs> going to be too drunk, settle down. I mean, if you can't keep yourself nice, just it shouldn't be on how it, much it'll alcohol. Happen. I reckon it'll definitely happen. Uh, and just, certainly my network, yep. who I represent, would be... Channel certain, 7, they I'll would be. Push it into prime time. Can I just show you, throw a stat at you from channel, from inside, some insider oh, from insider. Channel 7. Can I give you that? Says, if they move the grand final from a 2.20 to 4.40 p.m. Uh, uh, time slot, there'll be a 50% increase in TV audience. Mm. Now, it's already a massive TV audience, but it makes sense, doesn't it? People love night football and broadcasters love night it does, football. It does look better, I reckon. And, it, and when you're there, I mean, the one in Perth was just unbelievable. Uh, now, Barra, uh, we're having a bit of a discussion on Tuesday about mm. uh, Nathan Broad. Yeah. Four weeks. Four, I know. It's- Jesus. What do you think? They, they were overs? Saying, you think that's overs? They were saying, you know what, now, Quarters, this is where I'm... They were saying if he hadn't have been so apologetic and so contrite, he might have got six or seven. Six or seven? You wanna, you'd have to kill someone to get to six me, or that's, seven. To me, yeah, that is overs. But I think I would be happy with three. I'm comfortable I was with happy four. With three. I'm comfortable with four. I know Nathan Broad. That's why I was happy with three. Barrett, the message is getting out there now, and you know what? Mm. And you know what? The Foot- sling's gone. Football and the bump, and f- well, apart from the Eagles one at the weekend, but people, footballers will get the message very quickly. Footballers are very good yeah. at adapting once they know what the rules are. And well, if was, the AFL has sent a clear message here, it was like the ruck uh, Reece Stanley getting hit in the ribs by um, the Carlton fella. And they just said, mate, don't do that. He didn't get suspended, the coning, didn't get suspended. But they just said, don't do it or you're gone next time. Because there was obviously a tactic to get him in the ribs. I mean, but we're changing the fabric of the game. But have you getting emails about that? Surely you must have. But we need to we need to change uh, the game because otherwise no one will be playing it. But that's we've had that discussion, and mm-hmm. no doubt we'll continue. Soccer to Soccer mums will take over as the uh, I don't know. It's, have you seen how expensive it is to play junior soccer? <laughs> I'm serious, mate. So, uh, it's no, I know. Over the top. The AFL subsidises everything. It's beautiful. So let's get into some games, Barra. Tonight, mm-hmm. oh, gee, I love Thursday night footy. Oh, I love Thursday night footy. Please keep playing Thursday night footy. Seven. In a row, and mate. give us some Monday night footy. I like the Thursday to Monday. I love it. I love it. Feels like your Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Yeah, it's just on forlorn, Barry. Brilliant, isn't it? On forlorn. There's nothing to do. Uh, tonight, 4:20 p.m. at Marvel Stadium. The Western Bulldogs, two dollars thirty-eight tab touch odds. Brisbane Lions, a dollar fifty-eight. Uh, the Bulldogs have been outscored by a total of fifty-five points from defensive fifty chains across the first two rounds. They are ranked seventeenth for that. These are champion data stats. Uh, in lob, Arthur Jones, a West Australian. Yes. How many Arthurs are running around in the comp? How many Arthurs can you recall playing footy? Mm, good question. 
King Arthur? No, I don't know. Mount Barker. He's from Mount Barker, mate. Well, there was too. Graham Arthur. was a Hawthorne Premiership player cap- and captain mm. and coach, but that's a surname. But there's not many Arthurs. Good luck to Arthur Jones. Trelaw and Johannesson come in. A couple of big outs. Darcy, um, Riley West, son of. Um, Duray injured as well as out. And for the Brisbane Lions, in comes Coleman. Very good player. Out goes Rich through injury. And Dylan Robinson, very unlucky. Brisbane, the Lions have won six of their last seven matches at Marvel Stadium by an average margin of 22 points. Really surprised to see that stat. I'm going against the grain here. I'm picking the Western Bulldogs for two reasons. One... I'm a believer still. And two, I did pick him to finish second at the yes. start of the year. So I'm going to hang on. I'm like Leonardo DiCaprio on the raft at the edge of Titanic, mate. I'm just <laughs> hanging on. But I'm picking the dogs. Yeah. They have to win this game. Yeah. Um, and it's a bit like Fremantle in the Derby. Have to win or mm. they start saying bye-bye to September. It's almost do or die, isn't it? Uh, if they go 0-3, they had two winnable games. Um, they're taking on Brisbane off a five-day break too, which is, which is pretty good. Um, Kitty Coleman comes back, who's a super player. Is that? Did they say Adam Trelaw was playing? He's playing. He's yeah, back. so if he's back in and Lobb. I mean, I think you made a good point, and you upset a few people, but you made a good point about uh, Rory Lobb. <laughs> the Dockers are missing him. Mate, they would love <laughs> a contested mark in their football. I'm not That's laughing the about I- uh, the Dockers missing him. I'm just yeah. laughing that Lobb would think that did was Did I upset funny. a few people, did I? Yeah, because, yeah, you know, they hate Lobb because he left. Why? And he, What's he done to them? And he really, he should have stayed. Leading goal kicker last year, takes a It was an extraordinary mark. decision. I Poor mean, if he, he must have thought that they, that, that he must have thought that their forward line wasn't going to fire. And he was right. It's not firing. Rory so, Lobb. Yeah. This, uh, I'm, so talking, you, I'm talking about the Dockers. So you're picking. No, I'm staying with Brisbane just because uh, that's uh, that the odds are strong. I love that Arthur Jones is playing. Dunkley's a massive, of course, influence a, in this game. Of course, big grudge match. Yeah, huge grudge match for him. So we'll see how he goes. But I'll stay with Brisbane. Okay, Friday night MCG. They don't get too much bigger than this. It will be absolutely chockers. Uh, Four fifty p.m. our time. Collingwood a dollar forty. Richmond two ninety five. No Dusty. Mm. No Hopper. And, of course, no Broad. Now, I look at those outs, and I think Broad, almost, no, obviously Dusty's a huge out. And Hopper's pretty handy. And so, yeah, but he's only played two games for him. But, but Nathan Broad, uh, I think, triple premiership player, yeah. I think he's probably he's up there. quite Jayden possibly Short's the out. biggest Jayden of Short. the outs. Yeah, there's four of them. There's four outs. Four as well. So, and and Co- I believe Cox won't play. Yeah, Mason, Mason Cox. Cox has got a hematoma on his rib, which is really bloody concerning. I mean, good, all the best to him. Ripping human being. Hematoma. Great play. He's been very, very good. He's a cork? got a blood clot. Blood, oh, blood clot. clot, blood clot. My check in doubt, apparently. Reef McGuinness, well, Reef McGuinness to cover. He, he looks all right. Great and, name. And Ash Johnson. Great headline name, Reef McGuinness. Remember Ash Johnson? Played for his first game yeah. this year, so he'll be he'll be magnificent. Too. Collingwood scored eighty three points in the first half last week against the Power. It's equal second most in any game since twenty sixteen. Richmond has won twenty nine forward half intercepts possessions per game this season, ranked number one. What fascinates me about this game, Barra, that beautiful football. Let's call it that. That beautiful football Collingwood's playing at the moment. Mm. Um, it hates us, it irks us to say it, but they're good to watch Collingwood at the moment. Yeah, that's everybody's second team now. It's completely flipped. Still not Nobody my second hates team, buddy. Don't worry. Um, and Richmond, of course made that chaos ball famous, that mm. surge football. So going to be fascinating to watch the two styles of footy. I'm picking Collingwood. I think they'll win this pretty comfortably. Oh, yeah. I'm still not a big – I'm not sure where Richmond's at. Almost lost last week. Now, they were good enough to come back when they were challenged. So before you get angry at me, Richmond fans, I, I get that. 
but I just reckon they have they've looked vulnerable both weeks mm-hmm. and uh, I'm picking Collingwood here. Yeah, definitely Collingwood. Twenty five points everyone will be picking him with those outs. Noah Cumberland will come in, I reckon. I like that fella. Kicked that interesting goal um last year. So the, the sausage. Pies, the pies. Uh ooh, Saturday, ten forty five AM. There we go. The grudge match. The grudge match. And Hawthorne. you hear see they gotta fly back together? They're flying they? on the same plane Ooh, back from Tasmania. I like the sound of that. It reminds me of that game against Fitzroy that you've mentioned before about the Eagles when we got pumped by Fitzroy. And you know who was giving it to us that day on the field? Ross Lyon. Ross Lyon. Yeah. It was, was, and on the plane. Was he on the they plane? Were, and you know how many times they sung this Fitzroy song on while we were on the plane? <laughs> Mate, we wanted to strangle them. We had just to sit there and suck it up. $2.45. Malthouse had smashed us. And have you heard the story? Yeah, about the, what you did in the rooms after, after the, the games. Game. Yeah, yeah. Boys just fronted each other. I think there was a bit of uh, some punches thrown. Punches as really? well. Yeah, yeah. Bit of poking in the chest. All that sort of stuff. It was Carl the turning point. a bit, didn't he? I think it was round 7-92. Round 7-92. We'd, we'd lost 91. We thought we were world beaters. And Mick said, you get in there and sort it out. And the boys went in there. And it was a turning point. And they sorted it and out. And it was a turning point. Yeah. And for poor old Carl, he did get targeted. Ah, oh, well, we played in the premiership not long after, so good on him. And he might have got slapped in the head. <laughs> probably did. Not by me. Not I love Carl, but probably did. I wasn't even there. Hawthorne, $2.45. <laughs> North, $1.55. Who would have thought a couple of weeks ago they would be the odds? Since 2018, Hawthorne has scored from 40.3% of its inside 50s against North Melbourne. Ranked 17th. The Kangaroos played on from just 8% of their marks last round, the lowest percentage recorded by any team taking at least 95 marks. A couple of champion, champion data stats there. Uh, that's the opposite to St Kilda, who just play on at every opportunity. But I'm picking North here. I think they're playing some pretty good footy. Uh, Nick Larkey started the season with 10 goals, zero, Barra. Mm. That's very accurate. And ranked second in the AFL for total scoreboard impact points with 60. Uh, Zerhar, important there, gone into the centre bounces and um, um, six clearances last round for him. And Jack Zebel also very important. Um, averaging 20.5 effective kinks, ranked second in the competition. Lots to like about the Hawthorne youth, but they're playing that aggressive, adventurous football and it's just coming back yeah. over their heads at the moment because they're not good enough to hang on to it. I think North just looks a bit more settled. It is a big grudge match. Obviously, Alistair Clarkson, I'm picking North. You? Clarkson versus Mitchell, mate. Who, I mean, Mitchell thinks he's the heir apparent to the great to be the guru yeah. coach, yeah. and he's up against the guru coach. Mm. And there's bad blood because obviously Clarkson doesn't like Mitchell. Thinks that he didn't. I don't think he doesn't improve like his situation. Oh, mate, he didn't improve his situation. Who do you, he was trying to get rid of him, and he took his job. What That's did you think of Clarko on the boundary line, by the way, last week against? Fred Personally, Alex. I loved it. I saw Caro had a crack at him. I loved she, it. Apparently, she's a big supporter of his. She said. <laughs> she's not a big <laughs> That's supporter. what she said. I nearly turned off the telly. I actually <laughs> loved it. I think there should be. I, I wish all coaches. It's just great animation. And what about when him. he did the hole in the oh, ball? He's he, he bloody umpiring and everything. Absolutely. I tell you what, he went a bit early because imagine if they pinched oh. it, he would look like a bit of a goose because yeah. he was they did and not deserve to lose that game. Who are you picking? Yeah, so I am. I'm going to stay with North Melbourne, but the Hawks a chance. Wingard's back. Scrimshaw's playing in Morrison. Scrimshaw's important to Hawthorne, very important. And I reckon give Denver Granger brass our man a go. He must be knocking on the door by now. Oh, he's struggled a bit, Denver. I know. Yeah, so I'm not sure where he's at with his footy at the moment. He might but be at the Eagles. Clearly, he, well, <laughs> I'll tell you what, it, it's, it's, it's sillier things have been said. On to Saturday after... 
afternoon. Giants Stadium. Giants $2.50 versus Carlton, $1.53. Carlton. Giants have scored more than 100 points in five of their six matches against the Blues at Giants Stadium. Carlton has lost five of its six matches at Giants Stadium with its only win coming in round nine last season by 30 points. Well, I tell you what, Barra, it's about to win its second because I'm picking the Blues to win this game. Played very impressive football last week. Unlucky mm. in round one. Uh, Matthew Owie's very, uh, he's taken my, my attention. Uh, booted an equal career high three goals last week against the Cats. Uh, also, Adam Sard, obviously, that, that footy off halfback. And Charlie Curnow averaged 10.7 disposals, two contested marks, 2.3 goals, and 6.2 score involvements from six games interstate in 2022 mm. and has started this year off really well. Um, the Giants hand it to them. Fatigued. They looked exhausted. They on were the exhausted well, on Sunday. I went down there after because Steve Cornelio, yep. Jacob Cornelio's brother, plays for Perth, so we got all these connections. But they looked absolutely knackered, and the flight home wouldn't have helped. But if Whitfield and Kelly come back, which they will, it makes it hard. They were concussions. They were concussions. And so. hopefully, Aaron Cadman gets a, a de- to boot. He didn't debut, did he? So he gets his chance to debut. They'll get back Hewitt, maybe. What's happened to Jack Martin? He's, I thought he was going to be anything, but he's not. He's, he's injured, I think. But he's back this week, I think, isn't he? Okay. Tapered off a bit, hasn't he? So it's a danger game for the Blues because of all those blokes back. Oh, well, because of where it is, I think. But if they win this, you start to feel like they're finals material, eh? What good judges who picked them to finish in the four. Yeah, in the four. You had them in the four, didn't you? I had them fourth. Right, along with the Bulldogs. I've got them fourth. I think they'll get there. <laughs> yes, okay, fair point. Uh Saturday, 4.25pm Western Standard Time. St Kilda, $1.78 versus Essendon, $2.05 at the MCG. The Saints have conceded just 46.5 points per game, ranked number one so far this season. Essendon, on the other hand, has won the contested possession count by 8.5 per game and a ranked third for that. So we're seeing a different Essendon now. A little bit more defence to Essendon this year. Um, Kyle Langford, five goals last week. Mm. That was interesting. St Kilda just playing that footy where uh, it's Ross Lyon footy um, with an asterisk in that they're a lot more free-flowing and they do tend to pull the trigger as soon as they win those turnovers. They just play on at all costs. Yeah. So I'm picking them to win this. Oh, yeah. I reckon Same. the sugar hit is Three real. No. I reckon it's a bit of a sugar hit. I, I'm not, I think he, obviously he's a very, very good coach and has got them playing very well with limited resources because they've still got 14 injured players. I just think the, the footy the St Kilda are playing will strangle Essendon. I think it'll be a low-scoring game and I think the Saints win. Settlefield has been fantastic, as we've mentioned. Jake Stringer will be back, apparently. And St Kilda get Callum Wilkie, I think. But Jack Steele is out, so as he said. So, mate, it's a bit of a toss of the coin. I'm going to go the Bombers. I'm going to, I'm going to go the Bombers. I, t- I saw something funny today. Yep. <laughs> this is brilliant. So, apparently, one of the world's greatest fast bowlers is a huge fan of the Saints. He must, he must have married a, an Aussie girl. He's a, a famous cricketer from the subcontinent, right? And... Fast bowler, left arm, frightening. Initials WA. Was a Macram. Was a Macram. Have you seen it? Have you? Have you seen no, it? No, so, no. so he's there, right? He's at. He's. It comes to the press conference with Ross Lyon, and Ross is. He's thinking, God, oh, who's that bloke? I know that bloke. He's very famous. Oh my God, who is this bloke? And he goes up to him and he says, um, "Are we? Were you in World Series cricket?" He said, no, no, mate, no, no, I'm not that old. It's a wasamakram, right? <laughs> and then he goes, are you a Saints supporter, wasn't? Yes, I am, actually. I'm here with my partner. It was, it was funny to see Ross sort of all bamboozled. Obviously not a cricket fan, 
But he, that was in Waka. What a bizarre, isn't it? I'm going the Bombers anyway. Okay, Adelaide Oval, Saturday, 4.30 p.m., the showdown. Dollar uh, forty-two Port, two dollars ninety Adelaide Crows. Port Adelaide very disappointing against Collingwood last week. Not the loss as such, because a lot of teams will lose to Collingwood there this year. Just the the lack of effort really and accountability after a very impressive round one. Adelaide, I don't know where they're at. They're nearly a good football team. They've been in it in both both games so far. Um, should have probably beaten Richmond last week after gaining the ascendancy, but. I'm going to pick Port to bounce back this week. Oh, yeah? uh, I, I'm a, I think Adelaide are on the move. They're improving, and they're going to claim some scalps this year, but very important game for Port. I'm picking them. Yeah, I think you're right. Boak will be back in the 22. Darcy Fogarty's in doubt. That's massive. Wayne M- Malira is a chance. Um, the stats are 27 wins to the power out of 52 fixtures, so they've got a slight edge, and they've won four of the last five against Adelaide. So, yeah, Port Adelaide. Phil Thorpe, TV plays yeah. hard to say that, particularly if you've got a list, Phil it's Thorpe. Still in it. It's still in um, it. It's still Thorpe. Darcy Fogarty. Not Phil Thorpe. Darcy Fogarty Phil. is so important to them, and he looked like he's hobbling a bit last week. So, uh, Sunday, 12 I did mention that. 12.10pm. <laughs> I know you did. Heritage Bank Stadium. Uh, let's just call it Carrara to not to confuse people. Gold Coast Suns, $3.10. I reckon they're a bit overs against the Cats, $1.38. It is a danger game because Geelong are not playing great footy at the moment. Uh, Jeremy this, Cameron's in doubt. I'm not a huge rap. Yeah, well, that's, that's, a, that's a big huge. one. Huge. Suns have been, to me, one of the most disappointing teams so far this year. They should be better, but they're not. 310, I reckon, is a little bit overs because it is on their home turf. It's going to be a bit hot and steamy there as it is. So that will affect Geelong, but I'm picking the Cats. I don't think they'll – when did they last lose three in a row? They're not losing this one, Geelong, for me. Yeah, and I heard a rumour that – not a rumour. A bloke at Geelong said that Tom Stewart might be a silly chance to come back in. I reckon he's miracle recovery, yeah. But then if Jeremy Cameron's out, that's massive. Reece Stanley's got those ribs. And Hawkins not been – he looks short of a gallop, doesn't he? Their back line, though, is diabolical, the Gold Coast. They've conceded 100 points in both games. So you've got to go to the Cats, don't you? You do. Uh, Sunday, 1.20pm, MCG, Melbourne, $1.75, Sydney, 2.10. Uh, I'll point out something here uh, mm. with the WA flavour. Jacob Van Royen makes yes. his debut Claremont for boy. Melbourne. And, of course, at the other end, likely, um, whether we see Buddy or not, but Logan McDonald will be somewhere around the place after his five goals last week. So at both ends, we have great young WA players um, spearheading their team. So good luck to the two of them. Uh, I think the Demons, even though Max Gorn's not playing, and a lot of people are climbing on Sydney for this one, I still think Melbourne's the best team in it. And, um, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I head of Collingwood. Mate, yeah? you go to the Gabber and lose. I mean, that's that's okay. Brisbane mm. are expected to be in the top four. I Right now, their form's not better than Cop, but I think Collingwood will let – it's only two rounds in. I think Melbourne – Are you still going with the only two rounds thing? Well, of course. But <laughs> How many rounds are going to go with Collingwood? Come on. It's only 10 rounds. They've won 10 straight. It's a small sample oh, size. Four. Mate, you're still not convinced about the Dacos brothers, are you? You must be the only bloke in Australia who thinks they can. No, one I'm, of them can be tagged. I'm convinced about their ability. I'm just. They will find a way. Someone will find a way. How to, many? How many times did they get a handball received again? Forty-nine <laughs> percent. Nick, I tell you what. You're the best. How good is Tom Mitchell? <laughs> yes, mate. Where for did, them. Who, who did he used to play for? Yeah, but we've, take, we've beat. Let's not go down this path again, Barra. Oh, mate. Okay, what who are you picking? So Buddy's back. Logan, my man Logan McDonald from the Perth Footy Club, five goals. I love Jacob Van Ruin. I love that he's debuting. Stephen May might be back as well. Yeah, so big prob- in. 
I'm going to go Sydney. You know what? Bugger it. I'm going for the upset. I'm back. I'm backing the young blokes in against the old dogs. Okay. Now, the last but not necessarily, the, well, probably the most significant game of the round, 3:20 p.m. on Sunday mm. here, Barra at Optus Stadium, Fremantle a dollar forty-eight, West Coast two dollars sixty-five. The Fremantle Dockers zip and two. Who would have thought? Losses to North Melbourne and St Kilda and the West Coast Eagles. What a great second quarter last week. 53 points. Second highest ever mm. scoring term at Optus Stadium. Uh, moving the ball beautifully at times. Uh, West Coast last week. Jermaine Jones off a half-back flank has found it. Looks to have found his niche. He looks really the Dockers... Good have struggled both with their ball movement but also with that forward line sinking and it's just not working at the moment. But I'm tipping them to bounce back. I'm tipping them to get their first W of the season. They're too good. Nathan Fife, we're not sure where he's at. Plantar fasciitis was training behind closed doors. As I thought we he had plantar fasciitis. Fasciitis. Yeah. As we speak, he is training behind closed doors. If I had to lean one way, I'd say he doesn't play and probably shouldn't play with that injury. But I think Fremantle will find a way to kick a winning score here yeah. and they win this game. I think you're right. Um, and don't ask me for a Glenn Denning um, medal. Um, Alan medal tip because I'm voting on it this week, so I'm not allowed to take part uh, in any tipping or what have you. So. Sean Dar- if the Dockers win, I reckon Sean Darcy would be a good one to look at uh, if, you're given, I, if you're given votes. Well, I can't comment on that. Yes, exactly. I choose not to comment. Now, now this is interesting. We, Barra and Ben, Ben and Barra, we do this segment. It's Actually, it's on tonight. I'm one of the most watched segments in Australian yeah, football. I believe that Ben will be tipping the Eagles. And he almost won me over, so he's a very good judge. I'm, I'm going to. Geez, st- that's a surprise. Uh, no, no. <laughs> Am I meant to Mate, be shocked? He's a Tigers man. What are you talking about? <laughs> Come on, he's an Eagles man. So I'm. Um, I I almost flipped, but I think I think Fremantle. Um, you made some great points. Oh, that's what I was going to tell you. So behind closed doors today, my spies tell me that Fifey called him in today. So he must be playing for sure because he's. Okay. His foot's feeling a lot better. He was on Sam the News last night. They called it. who in? The players So they called them all. And so he took control. Oh, a bit of a huddle. Yeah, so he's done the, okay, Alex, you're the captain, but I'm coming back in now. And, I'm, you know, he's, it's, it's action stations, panic stations. We've got to do something. Well, no, they're not playing finals if they're zipping through. I know. And he, was, very and he was very fired up. He had that look on his face. You know that serious look that they get when you go, wow, better take this seriously. So Fifey looks like he's in. Does he play forward? I reckon they've got to throw him in the middle a little bit. I reckon they're nah. undersized there. I just can't. I just can't see. Maybe we can back Sarong and Brayshaw. But if you're, if I'm a midfielder, I'm walking in with Sarong and Brayshaw. I love them. I love them. They're great. You're saying they're a bit small, and I I'm agree thinking, with that. Holy crap! Who's playing on Patrick Cripps? Who's playing on Patrick Dangerfield? Who's playing on Nat Five? Who's playing on the big forwards? They if miss I'm, Blake Acres, and they miss yeah, and Mundy. The wing, and the wings are, uh, you know, they, O'Driscoll will be a good fit when he comes back. Yeah. So Sun Sun, I reckon. So send Coley. Start so I'll, Sun Sun. So I'll play Simo. I'll be uh, if you're you're putting Sun Sun in there, he'll have to start, won't he? Yeah, so you're Tom so, Cole. you're Longmuir, Tom Cole. Yeah, so I'm sending. So it's my he's my player, mate. I'll do that. So I'm sending in Cole. Oh, you're Longmuir, right? So Fifey, what are you doing with Fifey? I'm playing forward. So you're staying. Yeah, all right. You've, so you've I'm sending spent your entire I'm sending pre-season. Barass. I'm sending Barass. Well, Barass has been. Average for his standards he in has the first two rounds. Fife hasn't set the world on fire either, no, my yeah, friend. Well, no. <laughs> what about on the news last night? He said he kicked a couple of fluke goals in the preseason and everyone thought he was going to win the Coleman. <laughs> well, he's a he's bit a of a, a he's a funky cat, old Nat Fife, Mate. isn't he? Now it's Chabon time has got to be dropped, doesn't he? Saddle up your camel. It's time for the Thirsty Camel Mailbag. 
Yes, and thank you to Thirsty Camel Barra. We will be giving out a prize this week. We do have a clubhouse leader. Um, it was from uh, Raoul Ballantyne who suggested we have the scores around the stadium with the LED lighting. R-A-U-L. Do you reckon it's Raoul or Raoul? Raoul. Raoul. Let's call him Raoul. Raoul. Um, now, if you want to send Email in... Email us in. Please send in. Uh, make it... Keep it short. Put your details... Punchy, punchy. And send them into quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. Now, this one from Matthew. Uh, hi, Barra and Quarters. Firstly, I'm loving the new edition of Barra of the podcast. Great. Listen, thank you, Matt, from Matt Hawthorne. How important is it for an AFL coach to have won a premiership as a player? Since the AFL became the AFL in 1990, there have been 23 coaches who have won a premiership as a player and have gone on to win one as a coach, and 10 who haven't, who have won one as a coach. Alistair Clarkson, four. Is it an extra advantage? I'm worried about Jay Lowe as a Dockers coach. Matt, thanks for your email. Please keep them coming in. Cannot agree with you at all. I think it actually makes no difference whatsoever. Some of the great coaches, Tom Hafey, Alan Jeans. Malthouse. Well, Malthouse played in a premiership at Richmond in 1980, but the, Tom Hafey and Alan Jeans were very average players and and the greatest coaches, among the great coaches we've seen. So, Ross Lyon. No, I was saying Malthouse. I'm going the other way. Yeah. Malthouse. Lee Matthews. Sheedy, Lee Matthews. Yeah. All I don't the, think it matters, though. All the greats. I, I, I do have a theory, and Mal Brown has this theory, and I think Peter Sumich has the same theory, actually. That you do need to have had success and understand final success. Okay. So you can't be a Puparama coach, uh, you know, a player, you know what I mean? Come through and you play know what? all. I reckon the best coaches are those who have like Noble struggled, who've had to really struggle to like forge who? careers. Well, Justin Longmuir is a great example. He's not proven I think that's yet what as he's a saying, coach. Mate. That's no, what no, I'm... but, but he... he's not convinced. So. Alan Jeans, Tom Hafey were players that went through great adversity in their playing careers, had to battle their way through. And um, so, you know, um, look, well, I can Those see- clubs would have had success. I mean, Bob Skilton, maybe. Uh, did he coach at all? He coached. I mean, for a little while. Three yeah. Brownlows and mm-hmm. played no finals. Yeah, It's I an don't interesting, know. very po- I think a- the success thing is a big thing. Okay, very interesting anyway. point. Uh, I'll take it on board. Uh, morning, Quarters and Barra. Uh, good morning. Why has it taken so long for the AFL to properly look at implementing the chip? This is the microchip yeah. in the ball. How confident are you that it will be implemented this season? Also, given Gill was meant to step down and gather around, which is only a few weeks away, I assume he will be extending his stay. Cheers, John. I don't think he will, actually. Um, had a chat to Gill a couple of weeks ago, and I've got a piece in Insider Magazine, Barra. Really? Which will appear next Monday in the West. Is that your own magazine? or That's it. Our magazine. It's no, our it's business magazine. magazine. Oh, in business. And, uh, Mate, stepping up. And, uh, pants. of course, he'll be appearing at the West Leadership uh, Forum yeah, on we're going Monday to that. at Crown. I'll be there. I'll ask him on Monday. Next week, I'll tell you if he's quitting. Because you know what I'm going to say? I to think him? the intention is still to quit after Gather Round, which is round five, which is a couple of weeks away, but we still don't know who his successor is. If you're asking me to put it one, put my house on it, it'd have to be Andrew Dillon. Mm. But, um, but we're talking about Gil. Mate, he should stay. In my opinion, he should stay. Well, the chairman, and, and, and Richard Goiter, wants him to. Apparently, Mr. Goiter listens to this podcast. So, everyone Mr. listens Goiter, to this if you're podcast. Listening, please, please keep Gil. What was the other question, though? He had another question. He had a Gil and something. Oh, else. the chip. Yeah, the chat goes to chip. I don't think it's coming in this year. Now, that is. But that is actually happened. David Hill, who David ran Hill cricket, from World Series cricket. Yeah, yeah, he brought all those innovations in. He said, mate, we can do it. It this won't year. affect the ball whenever it is. And it would have decided that Dockers game. You well, would have no, known. The right decision was made in the Dockers yeah, game. Yeah, but you would have known exactly where the ball was. Was it over the boundary in, in relation to the siren? The Tabernacle thing, all those touch balls. Tabernacle, that was not a. It was over the line. Yeah. So people carry on about this stuff. <laughs> 
Just take it. Look at it black and white, mate. Anyway, right mate, so the chip made. will actually make it provable that it was, you know, that's the decision. Well, if it helps it should do, those anyway. decisions, make them definitive, then I'm all for it. you can it. use it. Um, not exactly a question. You've said multiple times that the Gold Coast doesn't get any crap from their newspapers. I was thinking, why don't you do it? Why don't you do it? I've even got the catchy headline. Since the Gold Coast Bulletin won't say it, we will. You suck. Thanks. And that's from Sam. Well, you know what, Sam? I agree. Gold Coast right now, you suck. Are you the they he- should be better than they are. Hey, who is the headline writer too? Because they, they've come up with some good ones. Oh, it's a combination. Yeah. I'm out of that now. Chuck up a few names. Well, Ben Robinson writes them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jacob Waddell writes them. Yeah. Uh, Rourke Robinson. Walsh writes them. Chris Robinson writes them. Yeah. Everyone has an input. Who came up with the uh, St Kildam? Don't know, mate. I wasn't there. That was very good. It was a very pass, good headline. Pass on my best wishes. It's an art, St Kildam. That was very good. Yeah, it's an Round art. One. Um, not as good as my favourite of all time. What's yours? Caledonian Thistle, upsetting <laughs> Celtic Rangers in a Scottish FA Cup final. Super Callies go ballistic, Celtic are atrocious. <laughs> one of the all-time greats. I'll get on the joke on that. We haven't got time. No, we don't. Uh, this one from Ashley. Hello, hello, uh, Quarters and Barra. I'm just sitting outside under the alfresco while I wait for the removalist to pack our house and we start the drive back up to Perth. I just want to raise a topic from the Frio North game. Now, I don't think I'm beca- uh, complaining about the outcome because we were outplayed and North deserved their win. But surely the AFL needs to do something about the wasted time that results from stray centre bounces. With each centre bounce that is called there is time lost from the clock it might only amount to five to ten seconds over the course of the match but as we saw on the weekend this lost time can even a small amount cost a team the chance to win the match i would hate for this to cost a team a grand final um while we're on the topic something needs to be raised about the matt tab and a mark that wasn't a mark on the goal line. <laughs> that wasn't apparently a, it was he walked sweet. back and kicked the goal wasting another 15 20 seconds <laughs> And it was only after the goal was kicked they called for a review. Not sure if the umpire called all clear, but surely if all clear is called, you can't take it back to review. Um, you know what that's happened? That's from Rito. You? And just on the two points. <laughs> Do you want me to tell you what happened? Yeah, go on. Okay. <laughs> thank, thank you, mate. He was fatigued. I, I, I checked with the Dockers. Who, who was fatigued? Tabernar was absolutely spent. And okay. that's, that contributed to the whole situation. Of that? He wasn't ready to go. He couldn't do it. He was just absolutely oh, gonski. He was, mate. Apparently, he's all pre-season. He hasn't done proper the full year, and that's why he's really struggling. So fatigued, he couldn't go back and kick a footy. No, he wasn't. He, he had to he had to suck him in. Okay. Hey, you know what? Right, I can't. I don't know I'm why. Not buying that. I don't know why he can't mark the ball, but <laughs> but he's definitely unfit. He's been a good mark. He's a good mark. He's not this year, mate. No, he's not. No one what is. Those stats. No one is there. As for the stray centre bounces, I agree. I think. Um, hey, can I let me tell you that? That mm-hmm. all right? So they do blow time off, obviously. But he, that bloke is right. I love the centre bounce. But if it, if great umpires are going out of the game because they can't bounce, and that's what's happening, there's some guy, they get so nervous and so anxious about that bounce that some of them just give it away. I think that, that tells you that maybe we should have the throw up. Start each quarter with a bounce. Have a designated bouncer. Start Bring in a designated qu- bouncer. It's, it's a great... Th- well, Mr. Baseball. One of the umpires bounces it, right? Yeah. Not one of the four. Oh, the best one. And you, it's the theatre of the start of each quarter. Just you don't for the start of the quarter. It. Only for the first start, right? Because okay. yeah, I love I the theatre of it. Yeah. And then if, and it the grand goes, final. if it goes at right angles, that's just where it is. Just keep Play on. Yep.
Play, play on. on. Beautiful. Play on. I love that. When it bounced to me, I loved it. That's my solution. We never used to bounce it back and there's up in, again. And there's intrigue at the start. You're thinking, geez, I hope this goes straight up. I hope this doesn't go straight to the opposition. Not much pressure when there's a, a couple of million watching oh, well. grand final. Oh, well. No, I like it. High quarters and barra. I see the AFL have scheduled both WA clubs with fixtures in Adelaide in round four and six, either side of the gather round. West Coast are back in Adelaide in round 13. I hope the AFL are not channeling Ross Oakley and trying to either merge or relocate the WA clubs to South Australia so they become <laughs> the Norwood Redlegs Eaglets. Could this be the AFL's master plan by stealth to give Tasmania a licence and maintain the 18-club competition? That is from... Who's that from? Calling himself Olympics, formerly known as Andrew. Andrew, that's that's very clever, mate. That ain't happening, of course. But I tell you what, the Eagles, are, they're worried. They played Geelong over there, and then they've got to wait seven days. They're actually thinking about coming back to WA now rather than staying there because they've got to play Port in the second game. And if Port are flying, it'll be a nightmare. High quarters and Barra is St Kilda Football Club a lost cause. They continue to be the most financially precarious Victorian-based club and perennial underachievers throughout their 150-year history. That's from Michelle. Bit harsh, Michelle. Thanks for your email. Well, this year so far they're not. They're Mate, just they two keep, and zip. If they keep winning, they'll make money. But they've Wazza Macram's turning up. Jeepers, they're going beautifully. Out of all the clubs, there's no more. Do you guys pay- know who Wazza Macram is? You know, yeah. How good no more there. pathos. No more. It's pathos. like a Shakespearean tragedy. Pathos. This club, everything that's wasn't happened. he a musketeer? He was. <laughs> was he? Bath pathos or Arthos? I would love Athos. to see the Saints win a flag. I've got Aramis. a lot of St Kilda mates, and they have been so so unlucky. And I tell you what. Brian Sirikowski, Barry Breen, all mm. the great... But see Barry Breen on the front bar this week? He must be every bit of mid-70s. He looks about 52. Yeah, you know why that is? Why? Because he's the last premiership, the guy who got the last premiership for St Kilda. And he's Wobbly lived on punt. That. He's like Colin Lofts, the captain of Perth. He's still the premier, last premiership captain. He's going, is there any danger you're going to take it off me? It's been 50 yeah, years. By the way, he kicks a wobbly punt to win the game for St Kilda. Barry Bre- Cowboy Neil kicks five goals and doesn't get mentioned. Bit harsh. And kick the point. Bit harsh. Uh, last one. Can you please consider and discuss the results of Frio's rounds one and two 2022 and their rounds one and two 2023? The only difference between Chapman's fist of God that ensured four points in 2022. Otherwise, they would be in exactly the same position as this year's Zip and Two. Everyone needs to take a breath and stay the distance. That is from Randall. And Randall, I love that email. Uh, I, I tend to agree with you. It's only, I've said this again, Barra, it's two rounds Collingwood in. Collingwood aren't that good. And yeah, had, had <laughs> Chapman not fisted that ball last year, it was very good from a young player to do that right on the goal line last year in round one. Yeah. They got the four points, lost to St Kilda the next week, I think. At, it's Optus. Optus at Stadium. Optus, mate. I was there. I couldn't believe it. I thought back, they're going backwards. Played He's finals, right. won a final. He's right. right. He's right. Let's hold our yeah, breath right. and see how they go. I think they'll win this week. Barra, there's some great mail there, but I think our clubhouse leader gets it this week. Raul. If you can send your details, two quarters and barra at wanews.com.au and you have won a $50 voucher, two Thirsty Camel, some fine products there at Thirsty Camel. Barra, thanks for your company again. Good luck for your tips for round three. I got six last week. How many did you get? Yeah, I got six. Well, I think we both did pretty well. It was a tough round. Good luck to all our listeners. Good luck for your tips this weekend. Let's hope. It's a great derby because there haven't been too many great derbies, Barra. That generally goes with the team higher on the ladder. Right now, we don't know where it's at. It'll be so a belter. Let's hope it It'll is be on a belter. Seven as well. Catch Good it luck. on seven. Good luck to you all. Catch <laughs> it on Channel Seven. See you on Tuesday. If you're a fan of the podcast, why don't you get in touch? Send your thoughts to the Thirsty Camel mailbag at quarters and barra at wanews.com.au. And don't forget to like, subscribe, and of course, tell your mates.
This has been The Game with Quarters and Barra.